You're listening to the John Stapleton Podcast. Good morning. Today we are talking about the five ways that skeptics often misread the Bible. And to start us off, I want to recommend some reading for you. There's there's a book called Scripture Twisting, 20 Ways That Cults Misread the Scriptures. This book was published in 1980. And so this book has a different cover if you were to look for it on Amazon. Um, so I provided a link in the description for you to check that out. Um, and I actually did a video a few years ago just on the book. I took out two of his points, and I made it 18 ways that people often twist the scripture. Um, but I gave it another read through, and, and some of those things I just um, I took out. Like, um, like one of them is, well, people shouldn't cite the Bible, you know, quote the Bible without citing the passage. And eh, he's just trying to be careful. But I think uh, if we look at these five things, we'll be on a good track. So the, the first way that people misread, misquote, misinterpret, twist the scriptures is by just quoting it wrong. And in, in, they give an inaccurate quotation. This is what Satan did to Eve in the garden. Uh, let, me, let me demonstrate this for you. In Genesis 3.1, the serpent says, you know, so God made Adam and Eve and, and he put them in the garden of Eden and there was an array of trees that they could eat from. And God, um, and, and so here's what the devil says. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God made. And he said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? That's the key word, any tree. Uh, but what God said was this, just, this is Genesis 2, 16 and 17. By the way, I'm reading from the NIV. Uh, it says, and the Lord God commanded the man, you are free. Well, that sounds different. You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. Um, so the, 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 the freeness was, was not on the prohibition, but on the liberty. He goes on, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will certainly die. So there's one tree that God commanded them not to eat from, but Satan twisted the, the, um, the question around to make it seem like um, God was prohibiting all the trees or most of the trees, and that's not at all what happened. And people do this all the time with the Bible. The Bible has a lot of very crazy stories, and and some would even say you know hard rules to, to live by and stuff like that. Uh, but but honestly, uh, some of the times you just heard it wrong. Like this is when people say, "Oh, it, the love of money," uh, or they say, "You know, money is the root of all evil." Well, it's not. The, it's not money. I can't even I can't even misquote it. It's not even money that's the problem. It's the love of money. Money is a tool. It can be used for good or bad. Uh, but but the, if someone loves money but they don't love people, well, that's a bad thing. If they love people um, and 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 they don't love money, well then we're in a better spot. Like most likely that person is going to use money as a tool to bless those that they love. Because Jesus says in another place that where your heart is, there your treasure will be. Also, so we got to be careful with getting the precision correct. Uh, the next is speaking of precision. Well, how do we know if we have the right words? Right, um, like we have inaccurate translations, and, uh, and 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 I'll say this: they're few and far between. Most of the translations are sober; they're responsible. But every now and then, we have that weird translation. So um, uh, let me pick on this: the 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 New World Translation, the Jehovah's Witness Bible, in John one one. Here's what they say: the word was in the beginning with God, and the word was a God. That's not what it says. 
You know John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He wasn't one among many gods, as the Jehovah's Witness doctrine teaches. Uh, no, he is God himself. He is God himself. And this is a rock that, this is a, this is a rock that everybody trips over. Um, I'm not going to make this another episode about the Trinity. I've covered that at length in three episodes already. Um, so you can go back and listen to, to that. Um, the second way, I'll just give you another example of, of a mistranslation. This is the new revised standard version, the updated version. They came out in 2020, and here's how they treat 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Do you not know that, the, that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. The sexually immoral, idolaters, adulterers, here's what I want to focus on, male prostitutes and men who engage in illicit sex. Now, I believe um, th- this, I'll say this, th- there are two words in the Greek um, that 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 describe that constitute homosexuality and, and homosexual acts, to be more precise. And um, in, in different translations, they 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 translate this differently because um, there's some debate over what words we should use. Like homosexuality, they say wasn't a word until the 1800s, um, and, and so. And so we're trying to steer away from that word. Um, but here's the problem. The, the New Revised Standard Version makes it seem like, well, this is a problem that was in the ancient world but no longer persists today. And again, if you just read the verse, um, I'm going to read it from the NIV. The NIV is a responsible modern translation. Here's what it says. Do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral nor adulterers nor adulterers nor men who have sex with men. That's pretty, that's pretty extensive. The, the, the um, you know, there's arguments over, well, you know, were these, were these boys and men? Were these men and men? Were these, and there, there are some cultural dynamics that um, incorporated other kinds of the same act, but it's being, but again, in general, this umbrella of whatever they were doing is prohibited. And so that's just one way. We don't want to flatten the word of God. We don't want to, we don't want to add to it. We don't want to take away from it. We want to make sure that we under, we're translating in such a way where we understand and we're still preserving the intent of the biblical author. The other way is um, just an inaccurate context. Uh, this is whenever we read our worldview into the Bible. Uh, progressives of, often do this with, you know, reading their values back into the ancient text. Or, you know, maybe maybe it's the biblical narrative. A lot of critics, I won't say all of them, uh, but a lot of critics just don't know the story arc of the Bible. It's very easy to take one crazy story out like the flood and be like, so you guys really believe this? Well, it's part of a greater story. And in this story, the miraculous happens often by God. Um, and yeah, and again, like when we're reading the Bible, we're reading the summary of people's lives. We're reading the summary of people's lives. Like I was in Genesis 5 recently, and it was just, oh yeah, this person lived for 300 years, and then they died. This person lived for, so, for, for however long, then they became a father, then they lived some more years, and then they died. Like it's just like sometimes people's life is a verse. And so whenever we're reading the Bible, sometimes the Bible skips ahead a few years 
and it gives us the highlights of what happened. Um, but when we read it, we're reading it like, okay, day one, day two, day three, day four. Okay, wow, God does the miraculous every single day. And, uh, you know, for this person, it's like, no, it, we're getting the snapshots of their life. They're getting the snapshots of their life. And so I, I would encourage you not to get sidetracked into the smaller distractions. Another way people tend to do this with an inaccurate context is, is uh, the ancient culture and ancient language. Like mean, the meaning of words is decided by their culture, not ours. Okay. And so if you're just, if you're with your English translation, listen, if you're, if you're reading through the Bible and you're just trying to get it, listen, your English translation is great. Um, it's, it's enough for you to understand the story. We have a lot of great, amazing English translations and they're very, very, very close to the original. I would say though, if you're doing an in-depth story on study on a story or a word or a passage, you need to, you, you should learn some Greek. You should get into the Hebrew. You should, you should learn, you should spend time in the original languages because again, it's their culture. It's the, it's their speech that dictates what these words mean. And the only way a translation could work is if the word in the original language and the word in the receptor language has some overlapping meaning where it's like, okay, this word can, can work. Like, um, it, you know, um, I will I, I won't spend time on that, but like, if it doesn't work, if there's no overlap, then we have to use a different word. That's how translation tends to work. Another, so number four, um, inaccurate emphasis, you know? So this is like when Jesus tells a parable and someone's trying to get 95 meanings out of that parable. No, a parable has one meaning. It has different, multiple elements in the story, perhaps, but it has one meaning. The, the purpose of a parable is to uh, illuminate a spiritual heavenly truth with something physical and tangible. That's a parable. Uh, another way that people kind of have the wrong emphasis is they treat the Proverbs as promises. Proverbs are not promises. Proverbs are principles. If, generally speaking, if you live like this, you will be successful. You will live long. You will be richer. You will, right, they're, they're principles, right? Like a penny a day, uh, like an apple a day keeps the doctor away. It's a principle. It's not saying you'll never get sick. Or if, or if you, you know, if you save a penny a day, like you'll be, you'll be richer. Like, like that's a principle. Like save your money, you'll tend to have more. It's not guaranteeing that there, there, there won't be some life altering event that depletes your bank account. But it's better than not saving at all. That's the principle. And number five, just an inaccurate genre. This this is maybe one of the most common ones. Um, people always are confusing the the figurative with the literal. Uh, and let me just say this: um, there is a plain meaning. There is a plain meaning. The, the the issue is if it's being communicated in a figurative way or a literal way. So often, you know, Jesus says, "I'm the door," right? Uh, He's not an actual door with hinges and a knob. Jesus says, I often have wanted to gather you together as a chicken gathers her chicks under her wings. Well, Jesus isn't a giant chicken. It's a figure of speech. It's meant to get down into our emotions and evoke something in us that honestly goes beyond plain words. This is why we have figurative language. This is, this is, and so... Another way that people uh, misread uh, the genre is by applying 
uh, the wrong interpretive rules from a different genre, right? This is like if you were to read the Psalms and you were to read it like a newspaper, or you were to read the Gospels like a biography. Even though they're very close to a biography, they're a gospel. It works a little different. A gospel's purpose was to communicate the highlights of someone's life uh, and, 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 and what they did. And you're like, well, that's a biography. Again, a gospel is just a little different in the ancient context. And so that's, that's my five. That's my five. Just to go over them real quickly, um, people misquote it. People use bad translations. Uh, people apply the wrong context. People have the wrong emphasis as they're reading the biblical stories. And as they're reading the biblical stories, they just may not be using the right genre and the right hermeneutical rules to interpret that genre. Um, that's what I got for you today. I will see you next time. God bless.